Isaiah 40, 27-31 Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Shalom, Malachim. Peace be upon you. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, this uh, today we are looking at our Haftarah, our prophet's portion for this week, uh, which happens to be Jeremiah 34, verses 8 through 22. But as you know, I don't like to just read a section uh, I like the full context of the chapter, so we're going to read Jeremiah 34, the whole chapter. And then they want you to grab two verses from 33, verses 25 and 26. So, that is what we're going to be looking at today. And um, before that, I kind of want to have a conversation about something that I've been thinking a little bit about. Uh, as I'm preparing, uh, I was working on a chapter for a new book that I'm working on which, by the way, is probably still two to three months away just because it takes me forever uh, to write and then to edit and all of that stuff uh, just because of the sake of time. But the chapter has to do with birth pains um, as it relates to the end of days. And a question I'm posing in this chapter is, are we in the birth pains? Are we dealing with that right now? Uh, with the thought of everything that's happened uh, in the year 2020, uh, everything that transpired globally. Um, does this mean, I mean, is this a sign that we are entering into the labor pains, as they say? Now, the birth pains, as it relates to the earth, as it relates to the end of time, is first of all it's brought up by the apostle paul you can go to first thessalonians chapter 5 verses 2 through 3 which says for yourself know perfectly that the day of the lord so cometh as a thief in the night in other words on most of the world it'll be an unexpected event for when they shall say peace and safety then sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape it's this idea that uh, things will get increasingly worse, um, both in the frequency of the events and um, just how devastating the events are. Kind of like birth pains. As you get closer and closer to giving birth to the child, the labor pains become a lot more frequent and a lot more painful, right? You know, in the very beginning, you'll have one, maybe a little break. 
then another one. But as you get closer to giving birth, it's like one right after the other, right? That's the idea. That's the concept. Amos <clears throat> paints a similar picture. Actually, though, before I get to Amos, let me go to Isaiah chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. Here's what he says. How ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt. That also connects with what Jesus says, right? He talks about all the destruction that's coming and how men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. Isaiah says, men's hearts shall melt and they shall be afraid. Now listen, pains and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. Okay. This, so this idea, it's in the New Testament, it's in the Old Testament. Amos also paints this picture, but he doesn't use birth pains to describe it. Here's what he says. He says, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. What end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness, not light. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him. Or he went into a house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? The picture I, that Amos is painting is it's like, you, it's like you escape or survive one terrible event only to be consumed shortly after by another, right? It's like you flee from a lion and just when you think that that situation is over, you run into a bear. So it's like, it didn't get better, right? And in fact, it got worse. There was no escaping. Or you went, you're fleeing from the lion, and then you went into your house. You think you've escaped it. You leaned on the wall just to catch your breath, and a serpent bites you. It's this idea. It's like, it, it's just one thing after another. It just keeps compounding and compounding and getting worse and getting worse. That's what birth pains are. That's the picture that I believe the scriptures paint about the, the day of the Lord. It, it starts to, it, it comes suddenly, the world's not expecting it, and then like birth pains, it continues to excel. Both in intensity and duration and all those things. So the question, back to the question. Are we living in the time of the birth pains now? Well, if we are, then here's what I would expect. This is just Sean's theology, though. I would expect that things would seem like they're finally improving, like you're finally out of the woods with what we've been dealing with for the last year, and then something bigger happens. Something even bigger, even worse, that's worldwide impactful. Then I would be able to look at that and say, you know what? This is for sure the birth pains. They're getting worse. There's no breathing time. You get my point. If it's not the birth pains, then things would improve, right? I, again, I'm looking at this from a 
global standpoint, not just a United States standpoint, but there's also been different periods of time where it looked like really, really bad. I mean, you go back, uh, you had, you had pestilence and you, you know, like the Spanish flu and things like that, uh, on top of world war, you go back to world war two, you know, it was pretty bleak. It impacted the entire world. There was economic struggles. There was all kinds of political and social struggles, all these things. So it's not like this is the first time we're seeing this stuff. It's just this. I just wanted to make the point before we dig into our Haftarah, our prophet's portion for the week, that if it is the birth pains, then expect things to not get better. In fact, just when things seem like you're getting, just when you seem like you're out of the woods, a new thing happens. It's like you flee from a lion and you run into a bear, or you lean your ha- lean your hand on the wall, and a serpent bites you. So that's uh, j- just something I wanted to share with all of you. Something to chew on, to think about. Something to pay attention to. Uh, are we going to find relief in 2021? Or are we going to long for the good old days of 2020 that many of us think was the worst year of our generation, of our lifetimes? That is the question. Here's the good news. Just like what I read to you. If you're one of God's children, this stuff shouldn't become be, shouldn't be uh, frightening, right? And what does Amos says? He says, "Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord." And I've written about this in my devotional book. If you have a copy of it, there's a chapter on this. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. He's saying, "Cursed are those who want that day to come." And he says, "To what end is it to you?" He's like, "Why? What is it to you, right?" And even Paul, and I don't have the scripture pulled up, but he, he talks about how, you know, the Lord, the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. But he says, but you're not of the darkness, right? That that day should take you by surprise. And another part that I haven't written that goes with this chapter, I'm going to be talking about the wedding chambers. And how Isaiah says, go into your chambers and hide yourselves for a little moment. Until the indignation, till the wrath of God is passed. This is the idea of being protected from that. So be of good cheer. But look, time may be short. And if that's the case, you need to get your work in for the Lord. While you still can. Jesus says, work while it's day because night comes when no man can work. Right now you still have daylight. Make the most of it. And you might have many years of daylight left. Or you might have hours. What are you doing with the time you have? I don't know about you, but I want to stand before the Lord. And he goes through my talents and says, man, you've really, you've really compounded, right? Like, I gave you this many talents, but you've got way more than that. You, you made something of those talents. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into thy inheritance. That's the longing I want to hear. What I don't want to hear, what I'd be more afraid to hear is, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Like, those are the two things that we could potentially hear. Or he says to the one servant who did nothing with his talent, who buried it, and said, give him his portion with the unbeliever. 
you wicked servant. Hmm. This is serious business. And so many, so many people, so many Christians approach their walk with such casualty. Let it not be so with any of you listening to this podcast today. Let's read our chapter from the half Torah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm supposed to just read the half Torah. That's what you, that's what you do for the, for the portion for the week is you just read it. But I like to have at least a little something to share with you to start the show. All right. I'm going to read it to you and I pray that you would just be blessed by it. Not a lot of commentary as that's not the goal of the, of the portions. The portion is just to read and the people hear the word of God. So let's do that. Jeremiah chapter 34. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord when Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and all his army and all the kingdoms of the earth of his dominion and all the people fought against Jerusalem and against all the cities thereof saying thus saith the Lord the God of Israel go and speak to Zedekiah king of Judah and tell him thus saith the Lord behold I will give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon and he shall burn it with fire and thou shalt not escape out of his hand, but thou shalt surely be taken and delivered into his hand. And thy eyes shall behold the eyes of the king of Babylon, and he shall speak with thee mouth to mouth, and thou shalt go to Babylon. Yet hear the word of the Lord, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. Thus saith the Lord of thee, Thou shalt not die by the sword, but thou shalt die in peace, and with the burnings of thy fathers the former kings which were before these, so shall they burn odors for thee. And they will lament thee, saying, Ah, Lord, for I have pronounced the word, saith the Lord. Then Jeremiah the prophet spake all these words unto Zedekiah king of Judah and Jerusalem. And when the king of Babylon's army fought against Jerusalem and against the cities of Judah that were left against Lachish and against Azekah, for these defended cities remained the cities of Judah. This is the word that came unto Jeremiah from the Lord. After the king of Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people which were at Jerusalem to proclaim liberty unto them, that every man should let his manservant, and every man his maidservant, being Hebrew or Hebrewess, go free, that none should serve him of them to wit of a Jew his brother. Now when all the princes and all the people which had entered into the covenant heard that everyone should let his manservant and everyone his maidservant go free, that none should serve themselves of them any more, then they obeyed and let them go. But afterward they turned and caused the servants and the handmaids whom they had let go free to return and brought them into subjection for servants and for handmaids. Therefore the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus saith the Lord of Israel, I made a covenant with your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondmen, saying, At the end of seven years, let you go every man his brother, a Hebrew, which hath been sold unto thee. And when he hath served thee six years, thou shalt let him go free from thee. But your fathers, but your fathers hearkened not unto me, neither inclined their ear. And ye were turned, and had done right in my sight, in proclaiming liberty every man to his neighbor. And ye made a covenant before me in his house, which is called by my name. 
but you turned and polluted my name, and caused every man his servant, and every man his handmaid, whom he has set at liberty at their pleasure to return, and brought them into subjection to be unto you for servants and for handmaids. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, you have not hearkened unto me in proclaiming liberty, every one to his brother, every man to his neighbor. Behold, I proclaim a liberty for you, saith the Lord, to the sword, to the pestilence, and to the famine, and I will make you to be removed in all the kingdoms of the earth. And I will give the men that transgressed my covenant, which have not performed the words of the covenant which they had made before me, when they cut the calf in twain, and passed between the parts thereof, the prince of Judah, and the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs, and the priests, and all the people of the land which pass between the parts of the calf, I will even give them into the hand of their enemies, and into the hands of them that seek their life, and their dead bodies shall be for meat unto the fowls of heaven, and to the beasts of the earth. And Zedekiah king of Judah, and his princes I will give into the hand of their enemies, and into the hand of them that seek their life, and into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which are gone up from you. Behold, I will command, saith the Lord, I will cause them to return to the city, and they shall fight against it, and take it, and burn it with fire. And I will make the cities of Judah a desolation, without an inhabitant. So there's Jeremiah 34. That was what was on... The schedule for the Torah or the prophets portion this week. Notice when God's proclaiming judgment, he, he proclaims three things that are coming. The sword, right? Pestilence, which means disease or plagues, and famine. And then there's a fourth thing that he brings up a couple times. The city will be burned with fire. That is how God's judgment comes. Usually by sword, by pestilence, by famine, by fire. And Jerusalem was being judged. Judah was being judged. Because they didn't obey the commandment, which is where when you have servants who are bound to you, usually it's because they have a lot of debt and they bind themselves to you so that they can provide for their family or through a judgment because they owe money or something like that. It's not, it's not slavery in the way that we think of slavery here in America. Uh, but at the end of the term, they were to be let go unless they were to say, I love my master and decide to work for that person anyway, right? Like they would have that option. And so anyway, they're not being set free like they're supposed to be at the end of the term, at the, at the end of seven years, and now God's judgment is very harsh. So they're getting ready to go into captivity into Babylon. Their city's about to be burned with fire, the sword, the pestilence, of the famine. Because they did not hearken unto the word of the Lord. That's what he says. He says, At the end of seven years, let every let go every man and his brother a Hebrew, which hath been sold unto thee. And when thou hast served six years, thou shalt let him go free from thee. But your fathers hearkened not unto me, neither inclined their ear. And ye were now turned and had done right in my sight. See, they, they initially said we're going to do this, but then they went back on their word. So there's the other aspect. He says, but you turned and polluted my name 
and caused every man his servant and every man his handmaid, whom ye had set at liberty at their pleasure to return and be brought into subjection, to be unto you servants and for handmaids. That was evil in the sight of the Lord. Therefore saith the Lord, ye have not hearkened unto me. Again, he's saying, you have not listened to my command in proclaiming liberty. And he says, behold, I proclaim some liberty for you. Here's the liberty you're going to get, the sword, pestilence, and famine, and I will make you to be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. God is to be feared. The Lord is to be feared. Disobedience is to be feared. And I think the world is shortly to understand that in this generation. One more little piece that we're supposed to read. Two verses from 33. 25 verses 25 and 26. So let's do that real quick. Which simply say this. Thus saith the Lord, If my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven and earth, then I will cast away the seed of Jacob and David, my servants, so that I will not take any of his seed to be rulers over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will cause their captivity to return and have mercy on them. God is slow to anger, quick to forgive. His mercies are new every morning. Praise God for that, because I don't know about you, but I need a renewed mercy daily. I need God's mercies to be new every single morning. Well, I pray you've been blessed by the podcast this morning. Please consider supporting it. Scriptureandprophecy.com is where you go to do that. There's the Patreon, there's PayPal, and there is the Snail Mail. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. I pray you have a blessed weekend. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again on Monday. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.